Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Now let me say that again. We All right, turn with me. 1 Peter 3, 1-7. Now we have talked about the spirit of Baal. We began by taking you to Moses and saying all the way back there. And then yesterday we got to the Garden of Eden and once again found 
the spirit of Baal. The Jezebel spirit is everywhere. The problem is nobody really knows what that is or the spirit of Baal, but it is everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's somebody trying to control something or somebody else. There is all type of immorality. There's everything that sin is, is wrapped up into the spirit of Baal. So, uh, as, we, as we become now conscious of that and realize when the Lord God said, separate yourselves, we are at the very point of a great separation. Come out of the world and don't be a partaker of that world or its sin. You have now been given truth. To know what to do good and to do not is what? Is sin. So you now have an obligation first to God, then to yourself and your families to become normal. Now, yesterday I talked about what is normal. The only thing that is normal is the Word of God. Your opinion, the society that we live in, has nothing to do with normal. Normalcy comes strictly by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And, and, and folks, I, I really believe, and I, I'm excited about it, because I, I, I can, again, as I minister, the anointing on me as it is, God lets me tune in to you, okay? And, and I can see in the spirit realm when things really uh, activate your spirit, man, one way or the other, okay? And it was exciting because most of you, maybe all of you, I, I, I couldn't, was very receptive to the fact that now I know what being normal is. You were unnormal. Even though you thought, well, hey, I'm no different than the neighbor down the street. Oh, yes, you are different than the neighbor down the street. You are a child of Almighty God. You are part of the remnants, part of the 144,000 that's going to have a mark upon their foreheads that Satan can't touch. Now, if that makes us different, and it does... Well, does it make you different that you might swole up a little bit when you walk? Yeah, I'll go ahead. It'll be all right. You now have an opportunity. Listen closely. They are not us. And folks, I know that I'm going to get trouble uh, from the church for this statement. They are not us. We are the chosen of God. God brought us forth for this hour, this time. So now, all we have to do, brothers and sisters, is to separate ourselves and stay separated. All right? That's all we have to do. Is it going to be easy? Is everybody looking at me? No, not exactly easy. But it is possible if you don't get listening to that voice, oh, come on out here and get normal with the rest of us, okay? But what you've got to do, you've got to see yourself above that. You've got to see yourself as the remnant of the last day. You are not them, and they are not us. I'm sorry that they all can't be us, but they can't. You were chosen by God from the foundations of the world for this moment. This isn't a fluke. This isn't something that blessed God that just happened <laughs> as you were driving down the road one day. No, no. It happened eons. Try this one on. Millions of years ago. How old are you? Well, now, let's see. I'm, in my case, I'm 65. No, I'm not 65. This right here may be 65. No, I'm millions of years old. 
given a destiny by a God that said, let there be light, and there was light. Brought into a world that is carnal. As a spirit beings, we were brought into a carnal world that has nothing to do with the world that we came from. Placed into this, that was created by God to live forever until Bell came along and didn't. Adam, eat, go ahead and eat of the, eat of the fruit in the midst of the, in three in the midst of the garden because we'll be as gods. And wow, she thought that was now normal, didn't she? She found out it wasn't. And you gals and the rest of and the men have suffered after that. They got away from being normal. The only way to understand normalcy is to understand every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When you are in question, go to the Scripture. If you don't own a Strong's Concordance, and I know you computer folks, which I'm, <clears throat> of course, I'm not. Does that surprise anybody that I'm not? That, no. No, not at all. Get into the concordance when you when you got when you got a question. You know, people are all the time though they're they're emailing. If you'll just it, just get to the get a concordance, get into the find the word and look up all the scriptures and read them. That's going to tell you if it's okay or if it's not okay. But don't think because that's what they do down at the first church of the righteous, it's okay for me because it may or may not be. You need to find out for yourselves. Now, that's quite an introduction, wasn't it? Not everybody gets an introduction like that. <laughs> I love you. First Peter gave you plenty of time. That's a tough one to find, I suppose. Three, one through seven, likewise ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word uh, uh, by, be won by the conversation of the wives. So I love that. So the wives could bring, bring, bring in the husbands to a place that, uh, bless God, uh, they need to be. But you're to submit yourself. What does that mean, submit? It means, and I, I think we probably have already got this taken care of, as long as the husband is in compliance to the Word fully. Now, we have had and we will have more situations where... Bless God that there is a difference between what the wife believes and what the husband believes, okay? And, and there's going to be more of this. Wives, you're not going to get a husband even to the islands, bless God, that does not believe in this Ephraimite movement. And the, and the same way, husbands, you're not going to get a wife to the islands, nor are you going to come. Because why? We again, we we are working toward. I know that I I know this is going to scare you, but a sinless society. That's not easy, and it's it's a little hard to even say. But because again. We're about to be taken back to the land of our forefathers, like into the Garden of Eden, and as I told you, there was no sin in the Garden. If we go back over there and begin to sin, we will once again destroy what God was trying to give to us, His beloved. Okay? So, wives, submit yourself to your husbands. I like the part, though, where it says uh, that if any obey not the word, talking about the husband, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wife. Now, notice it says the conversation of. It didn't say the Jezebel of. Okay? <laughs> no, this is... I, I thought you were done beating on us. Well, I just want to, you know, maybe one, one, I only have you here for an hour or so here today. And then I want to think of all the things this next week as I meditate that I ought to have told them. No, you're getting enough of it. Let's go on. Second verse. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, uh, let it not be that outward adorning or, or, or planting, 
the hair, and of wearing of gold and of putting on apparel. Now, 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 folks, girls, here one more time, girls, since this is all about you. One of the things, if you're, you don't dress to the place of attracting anyone attention but your husband. Now, I'm sure, ladies, that you understand we have a dress code. If you don't know what it is, you look at Donna. That's the dress code. Now, if the only time, girls, that you paint the barn, that's what I call it, aren't <laughs> and get all the nice clothes on, get your hair done up, is because you're going somewhere else, you messed up. You are to dress for your husband. And the only time you do this is when, but, you know, there he's out working all day, okay? Let's say you're a stay-at-home mom, which, uh, yes, the Ephraimites will have stay-at-home moms because that's what God wanted. I know it hurts girls, but get over it. The fact is that wouldn't it be nice, and how many times, ladies, the husband's worked all day long, all week long. Wouldn't it be nice if he came home and opened the door, and there you are looking like you looked the last whatever place you went when people were dressed up? Now, I don't want to show hands because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but there wouldn't be many go up in this room. You have to understand. See, within the Baal spirit that's placed in men and women is always this thing about, well, I wonder if I still got what it takes. It's there. That's not from God. And I don't think any of you would even suggest to your own selves that it is. So you have to be able to. You have to be able and you should every day, girls and guys, tell your spouse, I love you. You're special to me. There is no one else in this world for me but you. You know what that does? Guys, in our case, it gives them assurance. In their case, they can give back that love that they have for you. That can get lost. Oh, well, I'm awful busy. There again. The spirit of Baal will see to it that you stay busy. That's not a problem. We've done that so much through North America. We don't even have time to commit to God because we're so busy. Okay? Let's go on. Now, fourth verse. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God's, a great price. So here, you know, you're to have a meek and you're to have a quiet spirit. You're not, you're not to have, you're not opinionated. Okay? Both men and women. I mean, we're talking here about the wise, but it's men and women. Your opinion means nothing to God. Well, you know, I've often asked people, well, again, what do you think being normal is? Well, your generation wouldn't know. What's wrong with my generation? Well, you're getting old. You don't even understand the commercials on television anymore. Well, that part's right. But you see, normal never changed. You must be meek, of a quiet spirit, not be so quick to say, Oh, my, I, you know, oh, my, I know all the answers. You're getting old. You you know, that don't work. You know, I had one time when I'm about, I don't know, somewhere between 25 and 30 years old, and, and there was this gentleman that was 70, and I can, know you can't imagine that I ran my mouth off all the time. I know you that wouldn't know, but, it well, I did. I might as well confess it for those of you that may not know. And finally, this old gentleman, he said to me, he said, well, he said, uh, there's one thing I found out. I said, well, what's that? 
He said, you got to live 70 years to have 70 years of experience. And what does the Scripture say? Young men, submit yourself to the older men. Young ladies, submit yourself to the older ladies that they might teach you of the wisdom, the knowledge in which they have received. What was it through the many years that they have lived? There is wisdom and knowledge in that. There's understanding in that. Take advantage of people that have been there and done that. You know, I have often said I could save so many people for so many heartaches if they could just stop and they could just listen. But you know what's tough about that? I can remember not stopping and not listening too. I can remember that. I obviously didn't know what uh, then what I know now, but I wasn't the age then that I am now. I've been down that road. I've seen a lot of sad things because people would not adhere unto the Word of God. People just don't uh, seem to understand. But it comes back to what I've been ministering to you. You have to understand what you think is normal for life is your opinion. Your opinion does not move the Lord God that we serve. The only thing that moves God is those that comply into the Word. Again, how do we find out? It's in the Word. Look it up. But again, people who study the Word, well, I'm too what? What's that word? Bizai. Oh, you mean Baal has come to visit you. That's what you're saying. Well, the day is going to come, brothers and sisters, in all lives, when busy, you're going to be sorry about. When you stand before this mighty God that created you and I, and everything that there's ever been or ever will be created, you're going to find out that that being busy meant nothing. You're going to find out what you thought was normal meant nothing. And you are going to be real upset with yourselves that you didn't know truth. But the thing about a prophet is, I'm going to bring you truth. I'm going to keep bringing you truth until, bless God, you do one of two things. You either get it down and move into it or choke on it and leave. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, let's go on. Sixth verse. I'm sorry, the fifth verse. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also, notice they're holy. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their husbands, all right, they're in line with the word, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as she do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. As long as she do well, what? In the word. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto your wife. You are to give honor unto your wife. As unto the weaker vessel. Now, it doesn't look like they're weaker when they're in your face pointing their little bony fingers at you. Huh? I'm telling you right now, you get to grass mow this weekend, or I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to throw everything out of that garage you haven't cleaned up for the last two years. Well, I don't talk like that. Maybe, maybe not. Okay? And as being heirs together in the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And again, we understood that, all right? Now, this whole thing, again, doesn't have anything to do with, a, with you ladies not having a right to speak. You have a right to speak. You need to speak. But you need to understand in what spirit you need to speak in, a quiet spirit. You know, now, you know, for those of you that know Donna, she is what I call one laid-back lady. She doesn't get all excited. She doesn't get all yelling and screaming. And when something comes up, her first response isn't, her first response is, 
I don't know. What do you think? Is that what you what you think? Well, I wouldn't be saying it if I didn't want to think. Well, okay. Let's talk about it. We sit and see that quiet spirit quietens down, in that case, me. And then we are able to communicate. But if both sides are going to come at each other, okay, and I'm going to tell you how it works as a man. If the wife is going to come at me, I'm coming back at her. I know I spent a long time with, with the first wife, and that's the way it was. But if that wife is of a meek spirit, a quiet spirit, all of a sudden, you know what you realize? Wow. Guys, we look for a fight or a battle when we get stressed. Don't we, guys? I'm trying to look at a few of you. And what we really want is somebody to fight with. Who's your best friend? Better be your wife. So, okay. And if you have a wife that won't fight back. I, I know the first six months that Don and I were married, Donna said to me, are, are we trying to have an argument here? What do you mean, are we trying to have an argument? This is an argument, darling. She says, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not into that. Maybe, maybe, would you, if you went outside and yelled and come back in, no. She said, well, you're going to have to teach me how to do this because I, I'm not into this. Sure. Yeah, that's that way. Yeah, well, you marry, marry the prophet, you got to act like that. No, another six months went by and it didn't change. Ten, twelve years, whatever. I'm in trouble, don't even know. Never changed. She is of a meek and a quiet spirit. Girls, it pays great dividends. Most of us, if we're men, we are what? We are competitive. To have a good job, to, to bless God, to be able to support our wives and our children. And if we're competitive, we're also going to be, mm -hmm, when things don't go well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if this darling wife is going over there going, is this, is this an argument? Are we having a fight? Then pray that you teach me how to do this. I, but I'm not going to do it anyway. Donna is the epitome of I will lay down and let you run over me. You're the husband. If that's what you've done, that's what you do. And do you know, guys, what it does to this spirit? If she would challenge that and come at me... Oh, you can imagine. Amen. Like I said, you need to ask questions. You call Donna, girls. She'll tell you right. She'll tell you what to do with a cantankerous husband. She'll tell you how to handle a situation where maybe you're out of hand. But, you know, she'll tell you in a way that's nice. I would tell you in a way... It is not so nice. I didn't get in the line of whatever that was of nice when God was passing it all out. All right. Must have missed that meeting. <laughs> Fifty million years ago, whatever that was. Genesis 16, 5 and 6. Genesis 16, 5 and 6. I'm having a good time. In fact, I've had a great time this weekend. A whole lot less pressure on this prophet than it was last quarterly with the, the thing I did about the time of Jacob's trouble. In fact, if you haven't gotten that, please stop back and, and pick that up. Uh, that is the most prophetic thing that's been done in eons of time on the face of this earth. You want to hang on to it, keep studying it, and keep watching it unfold. Genesis 16:5. And Sarai said unto Abraham, My wrong... My wrong 
be upon thee. I have given my maid unto thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between me and thee. And Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thine hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. Now, I know we did this before, but now in just a little bit, uh, into the light of what I'm teaching now. Now, Abram, uh, bless God, let Sarai have her own way. All right? Now, now, brothers, this is important. It can't be all your way. The saddest thing that happens in these types of teachings is the guy goes home and, as I said, becomes Barney Fife. He goes home and you walk two steps back there. Don't open your mouth until I tell you to do it. Be sure to, you know, do the to take care of my clothes, get the food on the table, exactly whatever time that is. This, 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 this. No, I'm sorry. Marriage is a partnership. It is not 60-40. It is 50-50. The ultimate decision, as I told you before, is that of the man, because it was given by God. But in order not to receive the counsel of your wife is a real mistake. Why? Now listen, she is one flesh with you, made by God. So when you deny her right to speak in counsel with you about any given subject, bless God, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. This old thing, me, Tars, and you, Jane, and, and thank you that you got her hair up over your shoulder, dragging her along on the ground behind you, that isn't God. Never has been, never will be. She is an equal to you. As I said, she wasn't made out of the foot of man. She was made out of the rib of man. Equal. Under man. The, the battle between that of the Baal or Jezebel spirit in them and the battle of the male that, bless God, that knows he's a man and knows how to be a man is what causes the divisions and ultimately the divorces that take place on the face of this earth. People just flat don't know where they're at. But again, it's normal because, well, my girlfriends... Or it's normal because the guys I hang out with when we watch uh, Sunday night football, again, normalcy comes from the Word of God nowhere else. You must learn to go to the Word. It, when in doubt, you go to the Word. Now listen, if you can't find the Word, pick up the phone and call the office. We're pretty good in that area, okay? We'll be more than glad to share with you. You know what happens with most people when there's a problem? They don't call. You know why they don't call? Because they do not want to hear the correct answer out of the mouth of this prophet. Or maybe they're a little afraid to hear it. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. But I'm only going to speak to you truth. And I've always said for years, when people call me, when people want counseling from me, you know what they really want? They want to hear what they believe to be normal for their lives to be the truth. And with me, of course, you can imagine that doesn't happen. I'm going to tell you the truth. What you do with it, that's fine. If it makes you mad, you got an opportunity to get glad. But I am going to tell you the truth. So, gals, be of a quiet and a meek spirit. Fellas, bless God, understand, treat her like a queen. You should treat her like a queen. When's the last time you opened a door for your wife? Now, don't everybody jump up and say, just this morning. Hmm? When's the last time that you took your wife out for just, if no more than a McDonald hamburger, just you and her? When's the last time that you just walked up and kissed her on the cheek and said, honey, I love you? When's the last time you did that? Well, well, you, well, come on. We've been married ten years. You, you, you don't, you don't go through that. Oh, yes, you do. What did, I, what did I tell you in the beginning of this? Women want somebody to re 
assure them every day. Could, wouldn't bother women if it was 20 times a day. When Dawn and I first got married, she kept saying, I love you. And finally one day I said, are you trying to convince yourself? Brothers, that wasn't the right thing to say either. <laughs> she was teaching me something and I didn't even know I was being taught. And then all of a sudden I realized, do you know what it is to feel loved? Do you know what it is to feel that you found the one that God sent to you? Very, very few times that happens because as I taught about the fact that most all marriage, if not all, is based on sex, not on love. Love is something that happens very down deep inside that under the circumstances of our so-called, quote, end quote, normal world doesn't happen for about ten years. I love you. When's the last time you said that? Women which, but the gals, like I said, because God lets you operate off of the side of your brain, which is the emotional side. You want that, and you don't have a problem giving that. If you do, then, again, you got delivered to that last night. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Now, it goes on, and I, I want to go to Genesis 21, 10 through 12. 21, 10 through 12. 21, 10 through 12. Genesis 21, 10. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his own son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman, in all that Sarah has said unto thee. Hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now I'm going to tell you something. God told Abraham at least one time, in the, as we're reading this scripture, to listen Oh, brother, some of you are just cringing. But to listen to his wife. So, see, it's not one of these things I'm not going to listen. I've got it turned off. If it's not what I think it is going to be, you're wrong. You're wrong because I'm the head and you're the tail. No, 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 no. Well, well wait a minute. No one said anything about the ladies being the tail. Huh? You've heard the prophet tell you that the lady is equal to you. She doesn't walk back there. She walks by your side. Now, ladies, you have to, in order to walk next to your husband, you have to be or become of that of a meek and a quiet spirit. And if you can't and you won't, then you're sinning. See, the rules are very definite. The rules are, are cut and dried, as we say. You must just learn to do the rules. God said a, quick, a quiet spirit, a meek spirit. So those of you that are in this room that are a bit vocal, ladies, then you're going to have to work on this, aren't you? Now, let me give you a suggestion that I did years ago, and I know that it works. Now, for those of you sisters that can't seem to be of a meek and a quiet spirit, now they sell something that's called duct tape. <laughs> I understand they've got some things out better than that. All right, I don't know, but, but we'll just use duct tape. A six-inch piece of duct tape will do wonders for your quiet and meek spirit. Right across here. Okay? Well, I won't be able to eat. 
Now you, you can fast that day. When you know that you and hubby are about to have a we're going to get it on party, and I don't mean in the bedroom. Go into the bedroom, reach into the drawer, keep scissors in the drawer. You can rip it, but six inch to look in the mirror, put it on, and walk out. <laughs> Husbands, you now know that you're speaking to a woman with a quiet and a meek spirit because she can't talk. <laughs> I hope you're not into sign language, girls. <laughs> then we'll have to tuck, duct tape your hands behind your back. Then you're going to be walking around. <laughs> girls, whatever it takes. That's a bit drastic, but I did that one, and one day, and I tell a story. It got a bit funny. I had to go to town. And I had vowed to myself that I was going to go through one day without speaking doubt and unbelief, so at least I could say to God, I did make one day. Okay? And, and so, uh, so duct tape works. All right? You say, well, that's just that silly. Yeah, but it would work. It would keep you from sinning against your husband. Well, what do you do? You want me just, uh, just shut up and lay down and let him run over? That's not what I said. When you become a quiet and a meek spirit, you will see a change in your husband. You want to know why? My first wife was everything but a quiet and a meek spirit. And it was such a shock to me to find out that the gal that I married was of that. I, but you know, that it worked, and it worked so well, because you know why? How can, you, how can you say anything mean to somebody just looking at you going, whatever you think, dear? What do you mean, whatever I think? Don't you want to argue about this? No. Why not? You're the head. You're the tail? No, I'm not the tail. Because I am like this, I walk next to you. I am your helpmate. I am there to help you in your decision-making. You need to write that down, brothers and sisters. To help you in your decision-making. Now, I didn't say that they're here to make the decisions. To help you make decisions, to make suggestions. You know the old adage, two heads are better than one? Hmm? Apply it. Apply it. Let, you know, let's face it, we don't have many Einsteins in the room. Okay? So the thing of it is, to have somebody else to bless God, suggest possibly that maybe you, as the head, has forgotten something, or not considered something, I guess one the same, is a blessing. Is a blessing. All right? All right, let's go on. Now, 1 Samuel 25, 32 and 33. Now, again, we're going to talk about when do you disobey your husband, girls. Get ready, you're going to like this. 1 Samuel 25:32 and 33. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou which hast kept me this day from coming to shed blood, and from avenging myself with mine own hand. Abigail was a wise woman, obviously. David said that. But if you study that, you'll find out that her husband was an absolute fool, and she did disobey him. She did actually the opposite of that which he wanted her to do. Again, guys, if you're not under the Word of God, your wife is in no obligation to obey anything that you do. And sometimes that can get to be 
very, very serious. Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Submitting yourselves. Now, why is you to submit yourselves to your husband? Now he's talking about husband and wife submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Now, would you tell your Lord to shut up and sit down? Would you tell the Lord God, you better get that yard mowed or else? You better take out the garbage or else the next time you drop the garbage, you and I are going to have a real problem? Would you tell the Lord that? Of course not. And the table can be turned toward the husbands, toward the guys. Would, would, would you treat your wife in a, in a way of demeaning her? Is that the way the Lord would do? No. Absolutely not. All right? Absolutely not. Now, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. I know we read this before, but hang on. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in every once in a while. Everything. See, that this is what makes this whole thing tough. Because the way most all marriages today are run, they are run as unto the situation. At any point in given time, you ladies will subject yourselves. But there are limits. Well, I don't have to put up with that. Well, where's that at in the book? But you see, on the other side of the door, brothers, there's no reason to be making the comments because we're not treating our wives as the Lord. Okay, let's go on. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Wow. You're, you're, in other words, you're to put her first. You're to put her in front of you. You're to put her needs before your needs. Selfishness is something that there's no room for in any marriage. 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by what? By the Word. So again, just what I've been saying. Get into the Word. Let, let the Word be the determining factor as to who is right and wrong when you and your wife have a disagreement. Go to the Word. Let's, go, let's see what God says about this subject. And then don't start trying, and you won't, in this congregation, start playing the game, well, that's the Old Testament. No, I know that. You've been taught better than that. Go to the Word. See what the Word says. All right? 27. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You're, that's the way your marriage should be. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even so the Lord, the church. So we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. All right? This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in, 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 in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband, esteem her husband. He's going to call you queen, you call him king. Abraham, uh, Abraham was called Lord by Sarah, my Lord. Did she respect? Yes. I, 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 uh, I can remember, and I won't use names because they get on the CDs, and, but I can remember uh, one of my precious brothers saying to his wife, My Lord, Donna even calls him the prophet. You know what that is? That's total respect. Yes, I'm first her, 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 her prophet. I am her husband, but she reverences the fact that I am the prophet. She always has, she always will. 
I'm not just Tom. I'm the prophet. Now, if we're at home, I'm Tom. She doesn't say, prophet, time to eat. No. But you see where I'm going to? A time and a place. A time and a place. If she can't show respect for me, you never could. And that's the way it works. So, when you, my loving brothers, show respect for your wife and have made her queen, and in reverse, she's made you king, do you know what it does with the children? They see that. As I said, for a kid, there's nothing anything greater than to see their father really to love their mother. There's nothing greater. There's not any, any more security that they can have from that because I've seen too many broken homes. Too many broken homes where that's not there. And let me tell you something else. If, in fact, the church and, for a fact, Ephraim will walk into this in the family, there will be no divorces within Ephraim. There won't be any. How could there be? Because we're doing it God's way. We're not doing it our way. We're doing this like God said that it has to be done. You know why he said all this stuff? So that it would be right. So that it would work for both sides. And how often have we done this one-sided? Huh? Well, it's a Jezebel spirit. And all the men say amen. All the men applaud. And I've made light and even did this weekend about what I wanted to name it. We won't go back through that. But I, I truthfully have told you that, girls, you are the biggest pain in the rump that I, as a prophet, have ever had around me. I don't have the problem with the men that I have with the women. And it's because of the Jezebel spirit, of which we eliminated. Somebody say, Hallelujah. <laughs> now, I can't wait to get together again with you. Oh, it's going to be fun, I think. As I uh, would walk down the aisle and the anointing of the Lord God would begin to show me how well that you have submitted yourselves one to another, not just the ladies, but the men too. Come on, guys, we got to make this work. And until you are willing to work it, it won't work. And if you refuse to work it, you ain't going to Israel. Well, now, 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 Prophet, are, are, are we, are, 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 you know, there's been some times when people, you know, have attempted to build the perfect society. We're not too way, far away from a place called New Harmony, Indiana, that when they moved there, that's exactly what they were going to do. I don't, it wouldn't have been like this by the Word of God, but that's what they felt like they were going to do. By the Word of God, we are perfect we are whole. If we will adhere unto the Word in accordance to our marriage, in accordance to our children, yes, we can do that. We can do that, folks. There's no reason to get Why? Number one, I, your prophet, has eliminated the darkness out of the picture. You are now free. There is a freedom in this room toward the man, the wife, that we didn't have until last night. Now, it's up to you, obviously, to keep that freedom, okay, intact. Now, the question is, and I love the way the anointing works. See, somebody just asked this question. Well, uh, I'm not married. What about me? Well, what about you? You want a husband? You're going to get a husband. But let me tell you something. Don't go shopping out from under Ephraim. Whoa, one of them cults. No, 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 no. They weren't allowed to marry out from under the 12 tribes. I realize it's going to be nicer girls, guys, when we get, you know, a few thousand more to pick from. Okay. <laughs> Until then, be comfortable with it. But let me tell you something. If you're out here thinking you're going to bring somebody from the world and get married to them and hope it works out, I can tell you what the odds are. Is everybody looking? Zero. 
don't don't waste your time or the embarrassment of your time. No, you're not going to you're going to have to marry somebody that's already attached to Ephraim. Does that make any sense at all to you? Okay, good, good. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. So, girls, yes, there, there's there's hope for you. Okay. Just be patient. Oh, I hate that word. Amen? Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Now, submitting here means we are to get along with, give in to, be agreeable with one another. That's what submit means. Now, let me say it again. To get along, to give in, to be agreeable with one another. Now, here's, here's what the problem is. When those battle lines are drawn, and if, in fact, they, they are not walking in according to the Word of God, then each side wants to win. Now, guys, have, have you ever had a big uh, round verbally with your spouse, and after whatever amount of time you think it's over, they go off and slam the door, and ten minutes later... You hear them before the door opens. I'm going to... Huh? What is that? They're not finished. Okay? There is a vengeance in a woman that's not in a man. There just is. What is that? That is the Jezebel spirit. And Elijah, tomorrow at this time, you're going to be dead. You monkeyed with... Ahab. Yeah, there's a there's a vengeance, but that vengeful spirit went out with that with the Baal thing. So, thank God for that. You know, I've I, you know I've those the old adage is there is nothing worse than a woman scorned. Okay, see that's the epitome of Jezebel, the epitome of Jezebel. Now we must consider always the teachings of the entirety of the Word of God. And we can't do outside the Word, as I've said. You know, we're going to have to keep to that. Now, 2 Timothy 2, 9 and 10. 2 Timothy 2, 9 and 10. And it goes like this. I'm sorry, 1 Timothy. I said 2. Terrible about looking at the chapter and if it's a first or second using that. No, 1 Timothy 2. Sorry. 9 and 10. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel. Some of you need to underline that. With shamefacedness and sobriety, not with, with broiled hair or gold and pearls or falsely array. Now, you're not supposed to dress yourself up like a Jezebel but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Men and women both need to be into the monster apparel thing. We're heirs, we're sons of God, join heirs with Yeshua. Join means equal, equal unto. 1 Corinthians 14, 34 through 36. Now we're going to get it. 1 Corinthians 14, 34 through 36. And here again it goes back to, Let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. Now, we read that earlier, and I want to come back, because now I, I pray to God it's, it, it means something different to you now. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out again all this material that you're hearing taught every day every week folks you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life you know what you can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer request shalom until tomorrow and remember, with God, all things are possible.